Hey, it's Emily here. Before we dive into this episode, I want to invite you to go to iheartmylife.com slash 2021. So 2021. We've put together an incredible New Year's guide for you to support you in really uncovering what worked this year, as well as plan to reach your big goals in 2021. This is completely complimentary, but it's really going to support you in getting clarity around what you want for 2021 and how to actually make it happen. One of the most important things you can do to create more success in your life and your business is to create clarity. With clarity comes so much power. So we've designed this exercise to be super fun. All you need to do is set aside about an hour to go through the questions, and it'll really set you up for so much success in 2021. So go to iheartmylife.com slash 2021 and check it out right now. Now, let's get started in the episode. Hey, it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 165, our top 10 lessons from 2020, part one with James Williams. So James is my husband and business partner. He's also a certified high performance coach. And so I brought him onto this episode to share a bit more about what lessons he learned in 2020. Now, we all know 2020 brought about a lot of challenges. It also brought about a lot of surprises. And so both of us have a long list of lessons to share with you on this episode. And we had so much to share that we actually split this into two parts. So you'll hear the second part on the next show. So definitely go ahead and check that out once it's released. But for now, I'd love for you to dive into this one where we're sharing our first five of 10 lessons. And what I'd love for you to do is not only listen for inspiration, but definitely listen for implementation as well. So what are the lessons that we learned that you can take and apply to your own life and business? It's really important that you take that inspired action in the direction of your goals starting now. So do not delay all of our lessons. They not only happen to us, they happen for you as well, which is why we're sharing them here on this show. So let's dive in. Are you a coach looking to hit that coveted six-figure milestone? Are you looking to better understand how to map out your revenue so you actually reach your financial goals in the coming year? Do you want to get more clarity on who your ideal client is? What program is going to help you get financial wins? How to shift your mindset to become that six-figure earner? If so, keep listening. I'm hosting a brand new masterclass called How to Create a Six-Figure Coaching Business this year on January 18th, and you are invited. All you have to do is go to iheartmylife.com slash six slash figures. We'll put the link in the show notes, don't worry, but that's iheartmylife.com backslash six hyphen figures, and you'll be able to sign up for this incredible training. So we really believe that anything you desire is possible for you and meant for you. And that includes wealth and abundance. So if you want to know how to make it a reality this year, that six figure level or even more, this training is going to show you exactly how to do that. I'm also going to take your personal questions. So you're going to want to tune in live. All right, so go ahead and sign up iheartmylife.com slash six dash figures and make sure to save your seats. We are so excited to see you there and support you in your next level growth. Welcome, James. I'm super excited to have this conversation today and to share our biggest lessons from 2020. It's going to be a good one. 
Yeah. There's so many lessons. And what we just uncovered as we were going through our own lists was there are a lot of similarities. So we've chosen um, five items each to share with the audience, but I guarantee that there's some overlap there and there's things that you learned that I also learned, but of course we're individuals and had our own experience as well. So I'm pumped to give people an insight into what our year looked like because it was definitely full of lots of highs, but also some lows and full of lots of learning. Yeah, totally. And I think everyone will will, will feel a sense of that this year. It's definitely um, not that years are ever um, without their surprises, but I think 2020 may go down in history as <laughs> one, of the, one of the most surprising years. Um, and there's some perspective on that. And that's, I guess, what we want to really share with you, our perspective and how to, how to look at it, especially going into another year with just as much uncertainty, really. Totally. So that's a great segue into the first lesson that I learned, and it is being will it, be willing to pivot. So I'm sure a lot of people can resonate with this. For us in particular, we had multiple events planned that were supposed to be live. We were going to be running our first I Heart Money event. We were going to be doing I Heart My Life Live again in November. And so there were a lot of things that had to start to shift. And we made a decision to turn some of our events virtual. Now, we had run webinars and masterclasses and all those things many, many times over the years, but we really started to fine-tune our virtual event process because of COVID happening. And I know one of our events in particular actually resulted in, actually multiple of our events resulted in six figures in sales. And so when I say that they were successful, like they really were successful. And we not only were able to generate revenue, but we were able to reach even more people than we would have maybe been able to had they been in person. And so that's just one example of pivoting. And I know that there's a lot of you listening and a lot of our clients who had to do to make similar pivots. And I think the important thing is to recognize that humans are so capable of adapting And some of the biggest and best companies were formed because they had to make a pivot. And so I think sometimes we we think that pivots are, yes, they're challenging, but we think that they're frustrating. We think that that means we can't actually do the thing that we want to do. But I really believe that life, you know, works in our favor. And if you're willing to see the opportunity and see the pivot as an opportunity, then there's some amazing blessings and, and things that can come out of that. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it really is so important. It actually, actually clears a really good segue into, into my first thing, you know? Um, and so the lessons we learned this year were absolutely fantastic. And I think you and I being people that practice what we preach, we're pretty set up for that, uh, in terms of how we intentionally go about our lives and how we move forward. And so everything you said so spot on and, and what for me has been a great example of, you know, you don't really get to, um, always feel the benefit of the personal work you put in to your mindset and to the way you live your life until the challenges come. And I think this year is a great example for us that, you know, we've practiced what we preach, which is why we were able to pivot so quickly. So just a little bit of a pat on the back for us there, which is really important, right? (laughs) That's a great perspective. I never thought about it that way. Like in the midst of challenge, you can really see how strong you are, but you can also see obviously the growth edges and where you need to, you know, put in some work. Um, I love that. Yeah, totally. So that brings me to my first point, which is get clear on your goals and your purpose. And the reason for this is that when you're clear on your purpose, 
right, and how they relate to your goals, you realize that the process by which you move forward on your purpose and hit your goals can be can be a multitude of things, which means you're able to pivot quickly. Because if you're not clear about the real purpose and you're so attached to a thing happening in a certain way with a certain process, then you're in danger of being so thrown off when what the world happens, right? When challenge happens, that it really slows down your ability to pivot. Um, being so attached to our purpose this year, which is ultimately serving those incredible visionaries that want to create something or leverage what they've created and have live a life better than their dreams. That's, that's part of that huge purpose. And so whether it be a live event or uh, a new online event or whatever, the purpose didn't change. And so being very clear on what the goal was for 2020 and what the purpose of it was, that never changed. That never changed this year. There was just, it just happened in a different way. And so I think getting clear on that for yourself, really thinking about 2021 and what is, what is the goal and how does that relate to my purpose in life will mean that, you know, whatever happens, you can pivot quite easily because nothing can take away what your purpose is or what your goals are if you are really, really clear on that and you, you move from that. Yeah. And that's true for any year and any goal that we set, just as if we were going from New York to California, there's many different routes. And so I think when people are so attached to the way that they're doing things, that's when they end up struggling. You need to be attached to your purpose and what the goal actually is, but there are a variety of different ways to get there. Mm -hmm. And it's an interesting conversation purpose. I, I think a lot of people don't actually know what their purpose is. You know, they think their purpose is the result right? You know, like I want to, my purpose is to earn this amount this year or to reach this many people this year. Your purpose is bigger than that, right? It's, it's like the legacy that you leave behind, the legacy that you live, something that's bigger than you, that no matter what happens in the world, you can still exercise that purpose with a multitude of activities. That's just redefining what I've put, what I've talked about just now. Yeah. Great. Okay. So my second lesson personally is keep it simple. So I'm definitely one of those people who is a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I want to do all the things I've done so many things. I recently had a few coaches come into our company and just take a look at all of our courses and all of our marketing. And they said they had never seen so many courses and so many programs created in such a short amount of time. And I'm not saying that, you know, like a badge of honor because that's not necessarily a good thing. What I realized this year is that there's a lot of um, validity and a lot of amazing things that can come from keeping it simple, especially when it comes to programs that you're putting out into the world or things that you're selling. The simpler, the better, because people understand what it is that you do. People understand what the opportunities are to work with you. You're not marketing a million different things and confusing your audience. And in particular with us, getting to the point where we're kind of rinsing and repeating launches is really appealing to me. And so now I'm so focused on keeping things simple to the point where 
I love it. If we have a launch next year and we're literally like taking the launch materials off the shelf and, you know, it's rinse and repeat. We've already done it. We know it's going to work. That feels so exciting to me versus creating something new. And I was the complete opposite even just a year ago. And so really creating that, that mindset of keeping it simple. And I think a lot of people think that that means you're not going to make as much money. You're not going to be as successful. You're not going to get to kind of, um, bring all of your facets of your personality or all the things that you like to do to the table. But what I realized is there's more than enough time for all of that stuff. And so I need to just keep focused on this business first and foremost, making it stable, keeping things simple, having the processes and systems in place. And then we can build on all of that. Yeah. It's so, so true. And so interesting because as a high performance coach working with visionaries like you, Emily, and like, you know, a lot of our clients, one thing I see is that visionaries really driven people that, that have massive dreams and want to do amazing things sometimes um, reward themselves for amount of hours spent and amount of stuff produced rather than excellence and simplicity because it doesn't seem to compute that actually really, if you think about the most successful people in the world, they're very good at doing one thing really, really well and mastering that before they then move on. In fact, any, any of the superstars, whether it be in sport or entrepreneurship, they, they, they have mastery in what they do. And mastery happens when you get, when you make one thing the best it could possibly be before moving on to the next thing. Um, and really, a lot of that is a, is a is a psychological choice. It's it's, it's a, you know a change in the reward system. Um, and as Emily's just described, really sort of thinking about how it's going to feel to simplify a process, master it, so that almost you're getting more back for the effort you're putting in because you're you're really perfecting a process and mastering a process so that it gets to the point where you're putting, you're getting to the point where you're putting less effort in to get more return, which eventually means that then you can create something else and then do the same thing again. Um, and it's a, it's a really valuable lesson that actually some people live their whole lives um, without learning and wonder why, yes, they're successful, but why can't they go to the next level? And it's because they haven't learned that lesson. So to learn that lesson now um, is crucial and a really important lesson from 2020. Love it. So what's your next one, James? So my next one, uh, and it's a really important one for me forever. And it's, uh, as I described earlier, it's just something that, that I continue to master and try to, you know, improve on every year. And this year was no different. And that is to really identify, um, your personal qualities that allow you to show up at your best each, each day. In high performance, we call these success markers, uh, you know, words, adjectives that really describe, okay, if I could write the recipe of James at his best, what would those words be? You know, if I could, if I could write myself an instruction manual that I look at in the morning and say, yep, when James is passionate and vibrant and bold or maybe present, you know, when he shows up each day, he makes better choices. He, he, he produces things with more excellence and he is more conscious and intentional as he moves through his day. So by identifying those qualities within yourself, qualities that will actually drive your behavior each day, then you get something that I call the ability to have more intentional quality output. 
this is a concept that I, that I came up with that really describes that everything that you put effort into is only going to be as good as the quality of the effort that you have available to put into it. So if you're burnt out or tired or stressed and you go into your work with that, that works getting a burnt out, tired, stressed effort, which is not what we want, right? We want excellence. And so really identifying the best version of you and moving into your day from that is going to allow you to be more intentional um, and is going to, as I've written here, ensure that everything you touch turns to gold. Um, and you tie that in with the simplifying master thing we just, that Emily just spoke about. And, you know, that's building a seriously successful, um, incredible life. Um, and even in a year like 2020, really focusing on showing up as you, at your best is going to mean that there is nothing that the world can throw at you that, uh, that can really slow you down because you're focusing on you. And no matter what the world takes from you, it can't take how you show up. It can't take away you uh, and your personal qualities. That's your responsibility. And you know what really we're talking about here is you deciding to take the power back that you do have um, control over, which is how you show up and how you respond to the world around you, which is... Um, a really important quality for 2020. And if we can take that forward, we now know that nothing can take us down because no one can decide how we show up other than us. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you for reminding us of all of that. So the next lesson that I learned was you get what you pay for. Now, this one sounds a little bit negative and I don't mean it to be negative, but one of the big focuses for us this year was definitely building a team. And so what I realized very quickly was essentially you get what you pay for. And for those of you who don't have a team, maybe you've recognized this in the support you have in your life and your business. Maybe you signed up for a $47 masterclass and it got you some incredible information, but of course it didn't give you everything that you need. Maybe then you invested in a mastermind like ours, which is five figures, and you realized, okay, awesome. So I'm getting what I'm paying for because this is amazing, and it's supporting me in a holistic way in every single area of my life and business. And I've definitely seen that with coaches and other things that I've invested in. But for me, team was a big factor this year, and I realized that I was done working with people who were amateurs and that our company deserved to work with experts. And you have to pay to get expert attention, expert guidance. And it just finally hit me one day that I'm just done kind of paying the lower rates because that's not in service to our clients. That's not in service to the vision of the company. And I need to start walking my talk and make decisions based on where we want to be, not from where we currently are. And there's a happy medium, of course. I'm not going out and, and you know, spending every single penny we have on team, but I am setting a standard and a precedent for the type of people we want on our team. Because ultimately when you hire people who aren't the exact right fit for the company or their expertise is not where it needs to be, well, they end up not working out anyway. And then you're back to the drawing board and it costs you even more time and money. And so I think this is something that a lot of people have to learn. Sometimes they learn through experience. Hopefully a lot of you are going to learn by me sharing this story. But I really think that we need to start making better decisions about who we put in our company, 
the type of coaches that we get support from. And, you know, why not aim for the top right away? Because ultimately it will save you time and money in the long run. It will help you feel more supported. It will reduce your stress levels. It will serve your clients, all the things that we all want. So for me, it really comes down to you get what you pay for. And so you make a decision about how you want to invest based on what your goals are. I love this. This is this really is just, you know, defining the difference between spending money and investing money, right? Um, and we can even take it further. Like money is is really another form of energy in a lot of ways. What you invest time wise, financially wise, you get back, right? If you the more you invest, the more you expect to get back if you put in the work, obviously. I mean, I invest time and effort in the gym. And as long as I invest the effort and the time as well, I'm going to get back what I put in. And so it's the same with investing in team, investing in coaches, that if you invest in, in, in a higher level and then you, you match that with the effort and the work that you do with that higher level, you're going to get back obviously a lot more than you put in. And so it's such an amazing lesson around uh, investment and, and you know whether it is team or whether it is self-care or, or anything. It's a, such an important and an amazing lesson to learn. Thank you, James. What's your next one? I know that this really flows well into yours. Yeah, it does. Well, you know, actually it does because my, my next one is, um, especially this year when we've experienced, um, a, I can't, this kind of level of anxiety, you know, even if it's just from the outside, uh, in, you know, the world's been unpredictable and traumatic and we've, had misinformation and, and confusing information and you know it's very easy to to be you know taken down by it this year more than ever it's been very important to make sure that you've got a, a regimen for generating and maintaining your energy because it takes energy to put effort in it takes energy to make the right decisions um, it takes energy to be your best um, every day it takes energy to bounce back from setbacks and um, and, you know, unpredictable things that are surrounding us. So it's really important to think about that. And so whether it be, you know, scheduling and making a plan for the type of exercise that keeps you healthy and fit, whether it's also, you know, implementing breaks in your day so that you aren't, you know, burning to the edge of that, you know, edge of your bandwidth every five minutes, but you're giving yourself recovery, mini recovery breaks. Also making sure that you're not just sat down all day staring at the screen and that you give yourself an opportunity to stand up, move around and keep everything flowing. You know, it's really important to recognize that in a, you know, for those of you that do have big dreams and want to create something incredible, that takes power, takes personal power. And self-care is how you take that power back, no matter what is happening in the world. So there are two sides to generating and maintaining energy. One is the, is the you know, exercise and the, the forward motion and the effort towards you know, adaptation. And the second is recovery. Is, is okay that, yes, you've got to work hard to be successful and fit and healthy, but you've got to recover harder. And that's such an important lesson, okay? Whether that's through exercise, rest, nutrition, you know, really important elements this year to to maintain and generate energy and recover recover adequately. If you can do it this year, man, that's going to set you up for whatever 2021 and onward uh, brings your way. 
Yeah. Thank you so much for all those reminders. And I have to say that this was actually on my list as well, that recovery is just as important as, you know, putting in the effort or more important. And for those of you who have been following along in the podcast this year, I've actually definitely focused on my health. I did two episodes on the podcast with my uh, nutritionist and trainer that you can check out. And for me, that was a really big shift to really pay attention to not only food and exercise, but to breaks, to movement, to strength training, all of these key pieces that obviously we've all heard about, but we don't focus on them. We focus on doing the work. We focus on um, more and more output in terms of the what we create, the programs, the offerings, the services, more and more calls. I know, James, you and I have an incredible VIP client, and you realized at one point that she was literally scheduling calls back-to-back without any breaks. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's really the natural tendency for most of us. And so getting used to really practicing that recovery and these, you know, tips that you just gave us for maintaining energy might not be natural, but it's crucial. It's so crucial. I I was actually creating a training around this and, uh, I found an image of a, of a, of a car that where the, the guy in the car had his foot on the gas and the brake at the same time. And of course, when you do that, the wheels are spinning, there's smoke, there's dust, and there's just all this heat and there's all this stuff happening, but the car's not going anywhere right? And that's kind of a good analogy for what happens if you're work, 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 and move, 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 move without recovery. It, it's it's, a, it's a, the fast way of going nowhere because stress uh, and an effort without recovery equals burnout. Um, and it may take its time, but that's what will happen. And so it's so, so crucial uh, to fall in love with the idea of stopping <laughs> and uh, fall in love with the idea and cherish the idea of spending time just sitting and recovering and, and taking care of yourself um, and recognizing that in that time of stillness, you're actually getting stronger and more capable of being more effective when you are working. Oops, that's all we're going to share right now. You're going to have to tune in to episode 166 for part two of our incredible 10 lessons series. We want to leave you hanging a little bit, but we also want to make sure that you're taking action. We've already given you so much juicy goodness here that you can start to implement in your life and business. So I'd love to invite you to email us at info at iheartmylife.com with whatever it is you're going to start to take action on. What are the changes you're going to implement in your own life? And then, of course, go ahead and tune in to episode 166 as soon as it's released for part two of this incredible episode. Talk to you soon. We hope you love this episode. Thank you so much for being an avid listener of the I Heart My Life show. Take a second and leave a review. It would mean so much to us and we read all of them. And for further inspiration and life and business tips about creating a life that you love and achieving massive success, definitely follow us at I Heart My Life on Instagram and at I Heart My Life Now on Facebook. See you next time.